Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, you putzes made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Holly and old man Tyler Hymanson. Old man Tyler Hymanson. <laughs> I definitely thought you were going to say holy moly in one of the intros. Oh, oh yeah, I could have. <laughs> Spaghetti Rigetti's other cousin, Tyler Hymanson. Hymanson, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're back here uh, talking about the prequel to Big Fish. Um, Grumpier old men. I'm kidding. (laughs) Hey, if you saw the movie, you'd be like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. None of them are wearing shoes. You couldn't see it. It's all about a big fish for some reason. Um, yeah, 1995's Grumpier Old Man, the sequel to Grumpy Old Man, if you didn't know. But uh, we're here to, that's the kind of knowledge we're dropping. One of the better sequel titles that we have encountered. Oh, yeah. It's like a classic. It's a classic. You it know? is. When you, when it's you, up there with Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. It's one of the I'm ones when you when, when you go to make up a fake sequel title, you're always like, how can I just make it year somehow? Mm-hmm. Yes. Go West. <laughs> Go further west. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, thanks for being your old man. Go west. Go west. <laughs> <laughs> um, Eliz, uh, before we get too far into things, where can people reach out? Yeah, you can send us an email to sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at sequelrights. And rate and review us wherever you're listening. Five stars goes a long way to help other people find us. If you've already done that, share out your favorite older episodes uh, wherever you still have social media. That's right. And just a little uh, housekeeping here. We we uh, had to, if things sound a little bit different this week, we had to record uh, digitally, uh, virtually, sorry, um, uh, in separate places this week here because um, of COVID. Freaking COVID. Covid got us. Yeah, 2023, baby, still, still exists, still happening. It's out there. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so, um, yeah, you guys want to just dive in or what? <laughs> I think we have to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's the only quick, course of action. A quick two years later, only. That's right. Two years right. later. Welcome. Like, oh no, they might die. Quick, quick. Yeah, <laughs> get it out. They're they're so old. Moron! Crankier. My dog was as ugly as you. I'd shave his ass and teach him to walk backwards. And grumpy than ever before. Come on, let's see what you made of you! Age has not brought them wisdom. Instead, it's brought them something only more far more desirable. Compliment her on how great she looks. Already got that covered. Let me hear it. Uh, there may be lots of fish in the sea, Maria, but you're the only one I would like to mount over my fireplace. That's not bad. I haven't been with a man for a long time. Me neither. They're not getting older. They're getting luckier. (laughs) I just had to leave in the line where he's like, they're getting luckier. It's terrible. So terrible. Oh, boy. I can't handle watching old men try to hit on younger women anymore. <laughs> Out of their league. It was a little bit better this time. Was it? 
uh, are you sure? <laughs> I felt like it was basically. You just a- mean age wise? Yeah. Okay. That, because what sure. did I say last time? They were okay, 16 years fair, apart. Fair. And this time they were only 14 years apart. You mean uh, content agnostic. The math is better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 14 is still cool. a big difference. Yeah. Yes. And, but uh, uh, I don't know. She, I feel like she, um, well, it's 14, but it's also everyone is like two years older than they would have been two years prior, if that makes sense. Okay. Whoa, so. time. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> two years Gotta later. get Dr. Strange in here. Oh, man. This is the only reality where Sophia Loren and Walter Matthau end up together. <laughs> <laughs> he holds up his finger like this. One. I just at least give him <laughs> credit because yes, it's only two years better, only two years better than the age difference of the last movie. But at least they didn't take someone who was the same or similar age as like Anne Margaret, um, sure. and try to put her with Walter Matthau, who was even older, as we um, previously discussed, than Jack Lemon. You know, like I, I guess, like, yeah. I still feel like the whole thing strains credulity for me. I was like, yeah. Uh? <laughs> well, I mean, to me, I think Sophia Loren's a bigger name than Anne Margaret. Yes. Yeah, I, well, yes. I think so. To me, I think so, personally, as well. Yeah. And I don't think she'd be kissing on Walter Matthau. Right. No. But to his credit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe. but <laughs> Even though I said in the last movie that Jack Lemon was more attractive, I think in this movie... Actually, Walter Matthau actually looked a little bit better to me than he did. Like, the, however they were doing his makeup and hair, like, he actually looked more natural in this movie. In the last movie, maybe because it was in winter, something just didn't bring out the best in him and his jowls and, and <laughs> were just so pronounced where he actually looked better in this one, I, would I say, think. I, I, I would say I had the same thought. Like, when he first went yeah. out, I was like, wow, he looks younger somehow. He actually looked better, <laughs> and I think that Jack Lemmon, um, like if you did, took the absolute value of how much the two of them aged in those two years, I think Jack Lemmon actually aged worse in those two years. Yeah. yeah. Is it because we see him fully naked in this movie, though? No, because we saw Walter Matthau fully naked in the other one. I'm just talking That's about their true. faces, They, they honestly. just put more money into the makeup of uh, whoever's going to be the romantic lead yeah. this time around. <laughs> or wherever the, the like... The, the hump of the, you know, the pinnacle of where your looks start to, like, go down. Like, maybe Walter Matthau had already, like, kind of passed it, so he was sort of plateauing at this point, whereas Jack Lemmon kind of hit it in between the two movies, in my opinion. Makes sense. That's fair. But what the hell do I know? You know, I'm not an aging let's get, let's, get into, let's get into the mathematical uh, graphs and charts of uh, <laughs> plateau of diminishing returns on age. Yeah. Speaking of math, I was going to say. When distinguished <laughs> turns into diminished. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening as we speak. Sorry. I'm as, as we speak. <laughs> my bad. Uh, you made Elis laugh too much. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I immediately texted Justin. Uh, we got to talk about this opening song. Oh, yes. The opening number. Yeah. You know, last week we talked a lot about I'm Too Sexy and how it was That's right. seemingly it felt like it was written for the film. Not, not the necessarily. The anthem of the movie. Yeah, not necessarily that it was written for the film, but that they chose to like literally, um, you know, 
depict what's happening in the song, basically, in the movie. Now, this one opens up with the song, I'll Be Glad When You're Dead, You Rascal You, uh, by uh, Louis Armstrong and Louis Jordan. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, the lyrics, I should pull up the lyrics of the song, because this is one where it was like, wow, was this song written for the film? I know clearly it was not. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I wrote down one line because it's like literally, I'll be glad when you're dead, you rascal you. I'm going to kill you just for fun, you rascal you, is like the next verse. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but there's uh, – let me let me, let me me just pull up the lyrics here. There's uh, – Yeah, there's a bunch of different verses. And, yeah. <sighs> there was one – it's like, I let you in my home. You're going to leave my woman – you're going to leave my woman alone. Um. I thought there was something about like you stole my girl or something like that. There's one where it's like you, you offended my wife or whatever. And also <laughs> oh, like, like that later on, I think. Oh you yeah. Insulted it, my dog. It, the, yeah. the, the very first like stanza of lyrics, it says, you know, you done me wrong. You done stole my wife and gone. <laughs> Which oh. I was like, Oh my God, that's exactly what the last movie that's was. Exactly what but I mean, it's a great, you know, yeah. You done. Is that a song that people know? I have never heard that song before. Yeah. I think it's a famous song. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's covered, it's been covered by be. a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was a great, great opening. I will say that, you know, I watched this on Pluto TV because that's the only place it was streaming. Indeed. Um, I spent dollars to rent it. Oh, my gosh. For the ads. I was going to say, because I had almost a heart attack when I hit play on this movie. And it says, like, it says that it's two hours and 15 minutes. And I was like, What? <laughs> There's no way this movie is, <laughs> this movie is not two hours and 15 minutes. How? I mean, it wasn't. It felt that way, but I think yes. that is the inflated ad time. <laughs> yeah. Is it Even like ad good time, or bad? Yeah. Is it good or bad to count it with ad time? On I the think platform? it's bad. I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather know how long the, I know you have to watch the ads, but you can also like get up I think and do bad. things. I'd rather yeah. just know the exact length of the film. Cause the, right. the IMDb says it's an hour and 41 minutes, which is, this is free user feedback. Pluto TV, yeah, put it to together. the runtime of the movie. Do not include your ad time. Also the ads are horrent. Like I love that there's certain platforms that like, will have a countdown timer. Like ads are starting <laughs> soon. This one, it'll just be like mid word. Oh, what? You want to buy a card? Oh, my God. Curse of Vermeer. <laughs> yeah. Temecula <laughs> Wines. Come have our wines at Temecula. It's really <laughs> funny, too, because you think that the, they would be able to know what language you're watching the movie in or even what language your account is in, but they don't. So they just give you different language ads based on, like, your location. So they just assume, like, based on my zip code or my, you know, wherever my internet is that I will speak Spanish. So I would say like a good 50% of my ads were fully in Spanish. Oh, or wow. like you just take that bet based on location. It was them. like, that's so weird. I, I, it was like extra jarring too, because I was like, you're watching like, here we are. I, I'm totally zoned in on 1995 Minnesota. Everything looks old and vintage. It's old, old. And then like, it'll just cut to this ad. that's like super modern house. Oh my God. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> and, like, and, like, just the, and I just don't even way, mean that it was like HD an English looks... ad with Spanish audio. It right. was a fully Spanish ad with Spanish text on the screen, like for different cars and that's stuff. So and weird. I was like, Okay, well, yeah. even if I wanted to know what this car is, I wouldn't really be able to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Well, yeah, so that amazing song starts off the film, and we're just reintroduced to everyone in the springtime or whatever. I think it's spring, summer. I don't know. 
some non snowy time it's of the year. It's gotta be summer, yeah, because we end around Halloween and That's right. Uh, yeah. Um and everyone's just, you know, happy doing their own thing. Uh and Margus fully moved in. There everyone's still living in the same houses. And um yep. I think they fully say it's been six months. Oh, really? I miss it. Yeah. Since their wedding. Yeah, so we're like pretty much picking up right where we left off. And uh, do, automatically, do people who love ice fishing also like to go regular fishing? Like, is the overlap exactly one to one? I think they love fishing so much that yeah. they'll endure ice fishing. Yes. Oh, okay. I think it's, I think it's, there's probably some difference. But yeah, I think you're probably just like, yeah, like Tyler said, fishing no matter what. I got Always fish. got to fish. Always be fishing. Someone's bumper sticker says. ABF, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, the fishing season is full swing, and everyone's out trying to get Catfish Hunter, <laughs> which is the dumbest thing I've heard in my life. I don't know. It I, is one of the dumber things I have ever had to endure. <laughs> I was like, why is this a whole plot point? Uh, you know, before I realized the runtime was not correct, I was like, this is why this movie is two hours long. Uh, <laughs> they're all talking they're about wasting, Catfish Hunter too yeah, long. Yeah, they're wasting all this time on this side plot about a fish. Like, who gives a shit? Not me. But, yeah, apparently there's, like, this huge fish. Everyone's trying to get it. There's a rivalry, of course, between our grumpy old men. Um, and it, Well, uh, yeah, it's like it's been six months, but they still appear to hate each yeah, other, I guess. It's like a or, reset a little bit. Well, I think they're kind of like they've gotten to a place where it's like a friendly er than it used to be uh, jabbing and rivalry because their kids are engaged now at this point. So right. he does ram him with a boat. <laughs> sure. True. <laughs> He's got to get back for putting his life in at risk with the, uh, you know, the the ice fishing house. Um, But yeah, as Elis mentioned, they're actually working together to plan the wedding for uh, Jacob and Melanie. Poorly. Yeah. Go to Slippy's Tavern. Yeah. Nothing like having your reception at Slippy's Tavern. It's you're definitely Slippery's Tavern. I think Slippy is a video game character S- that you're. So, yeah, Slippy is somebody that you always have to go back and take care of. And I stand by that statement. It's Slippy's Tavern. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I, think I, don't care. I think it's Slippy's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Just telling you. Yeah. I mean, it sounds you're like right. a w- wonderful wedding. You're going to have the reception at the tavern. Um, and by the way, it's a tavern. Don't forget. It's not a bar. Right. It's a tavern. Um, and then you're going to have the wonderful stylings of the polka guy, which I thought was hilarious because the last not movie. John Candy. I know. <laughs> it was, I just thought it was funny because the last movie had like a ton of polka music in it. And then we do get to have an Oktoberfest, which I need to, you know, at some point we need to talk with our resident Oktoberfest expert and know whether or not it was well depicted. <laughs> Don't worry. I was planning to bring it up. This will well, shock you, but well, I was. Okay. We'll get to yeah. that later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, is it racist to say Italian or is it just dumb? Ooh, that's a great question. Right in with your thoughts, listeners. <laughs> I was like, is that a slur or is it just like stupid? I don't think so. I think it's just stupid. Yeah. Okay. I would lean towards stupid, but I'm not certain. So don't, don't quote me. On right. That. Well, because like, you know, shortening Japanese to just the first three letters is like offensive. So yes. I was like, I don't know. Is this whole Italian thing really offensive? I don't know. Do at us. Let us yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So the, the big thing here is uh, Sophia Loren's character, Maria Rigetti, 
has moved to Wabasha and she's taken over Chuck's bait shop. So there's a part of this where like the, we hijinks ensue where they're trying to stop her from doing this. And like, yeah, they they do mention Chuck and they, they're, they're, they kind of gloss over the emotional core of this. And it's just kind of like their, their grumpiness of like, I hate change. And it's not like Chuck wouldn't want this or like, they never have that moment where it really feels emotionally anchored where it just feels like they're bullying this poor Italian woman. Well, I was oh, like, yeah. there, there's a whole, there's a whole montage. There's a whole montage to the song hit the road, Jack, which is horrifying, horrifying. But I was going to ask you guys, if you thought like, are we watching a montage of hate crimes here right now? Yes, we are <laughs> a little bit. I was, a little bit. I was like, what the, they're, they're doing this totally like, get out of my town. And like, um, I, I don't know though because none of the crimes were actually like because it's an Italian restaurant. A, a lot of the crimes were just trips to Kinkos. Yeah, <laughs> I did have yeah, a lot they, of just various signs. Yeah. Really good at like Photoshop for yeah. back then or whatever yeah. the hell they had back then. Yeah, I also Somebody was great. I also yeah, I wasn't clear if they were like getting signs from like the city through his connection. No, with they the mayor. were fake. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it was like it was condemned. It was uh, a police scene. It was well because doesn't don't they ask Jacob something like right before this happens about uh, oh? But I think that was when they wanted to know when the health. Oh, Jacob is the mayor. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he was. He was not down with this. No, but I mean they would steal from him. Yeah, they because they were using yeah. signs that looked very much like city right. signs that you put up. Yeah, and I, and I don't true. think they, I don't see these guys going to Kinkos, but I did oh. think, I did think that was funny. I don't know. The city's yeah, in on God. it, okay? They're trying to kick out these, uh, uh, you know, Italian immigrants or whatever. <clears throat> Terrible. Very, very uncool. Um, I guess she got them back by wasting a very, very large part of a pot of spaghetti sauce and dumping it on their heads, which I was like, you oh like my Italian God, Italian food. That is so much spaghetti sauce that people could have eaten. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, she, she, she didn't have any customers, okay? It was going to go to waste anyways. That's true. That's true. They never showed I mean, they're not. They're not wrong that a fine dining Italian restaurant is not going to thrive in the loca- isolated location of a former bait shop in the middle of nowhere. But yeah, you know. they don't. They don't need it. They have a Chuck E. Cheese right in town, like you said. Right in town. That was pretty. That was maybe the most hateful thing that he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, the yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I was like, I could see that place. I don't think an Italian restaurant makes sense. I think you're right, but I think it could be like a cool, like bar or something out there. It could be a cool bar, or it, if it was going to be a fine dining establishment, you'd have to be one of those places that you go where it's like a destination and it's like up in the hills and super fancy or whatever. You know, we like, have our own vineyard. Yeah, yeah, that kind of crap. But it could it could probably really kick ass as a cool bar to go hang out when you're like you want to take a break from fishing. Got it. Yeah. A pier there and everything. And I hate it. I hate fishing. <laughs> have you have you either of you guys there. ever gone fishing? I have. Fishing's nice. I was joking. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have. Okay. I was like, not like significantly, no. I have even caught a catfish. Whoa, look at uh, you. But was it a hunter or was it a gatherer? Well, I was young enough to name it Mario, and I was sad when we cooked it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You weren't doing catch and release? <laughs> Just one more hate it. crime against Italians. They put it into a bucket. 
Did it smile at you when it went in? Yeah, sure did. <laughs> it's no, it's me. It's me. I got a power up that turned me into a catfish. It's actually me, Mario. <laughs> Terrible. Did taste good though. <laughs> I'm sure. Yikes. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Um, well, we're already like burning through the uh, movie yeah. pretty quick. I mean, we didn't mention yet that there isn't uh, much movie to discuss. It's, right. It's basically Bur- a Burgess mirror. Meredith is still alive, though. Yes, he is still alive, still saying, uh, you know, wonderfully hilarious things like this. Pop, I wish you'd try the low-fat bacon. Well, you can wish in one hand and crap in the other, and see which gets filled first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does. He does have other things. It was funny. Like I saw when I was looking oh, up stuff boy. last week. When I was looking up stuff last week for this movie, there was like a whole clip on YouTube of someone like, "This is amazing." Like I pulled a clip of the bacon story, you know, that he tells in this. And then sure. I didn't watch the clip because I was like, I'm just gonna watch the movie next week. And I was assuming it was gonna be some amazingly hilarious thing. Like, why would someone put a clip of this scene? And yeah. it was just kind of like, eh. Well, um, <laughs> as soon as we meet Sophia Loren's uh, elderly mother, who, by the way, that actress is only six years older than Sophia Loren. Yeah, that, I figured. <laughs> That's where the crime really is. Yeah. Um, this, so, um, but as soon as I was like, oh, she has a mother, this poor woman is going to have to endure being hit on mercilessly by uh, Burgess Meredith. I, I know it. And she sure did. Um, but I did read that like he was already starting to suffer from um, Alzheimer's or dementia. And so they had to like feed him a lot of his lines. But I was like, it really didn't seem like it. Cause it seemed like he was still like spitballing the jokes and like, you know, I feel uh, like in some of the outtakes, you can see that he just kind of like, he doesn't react when people are like laughing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He walks away in one of the outtakes in the, in the grocery store when he's doing the whole like cannoli thing or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. That he just doesn't look like he's like, I don't know. It doesn't look like he's with it kind of. So I was like, that makes sense. And then didn't he die? He died two years later. This was, yeah, he died pretty soon after this is his last role. Yeah. You know, it just, these movies teach everyone that, you know, like, uh, there's a lovely, uh, um, there's a lovely younger woman for all old men. There you go. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh every old unfortunately, man. <laughs> we have nothing new to add to uh Golden Bachelor check-in for you, Tyler. Because I know. the Thanksgiving week they had off. But it did, oh. you know, it did kind of remind me because like I was like, Well, the first movie had a death, so this movie like is gonna have a death too. And it did, like, you know, um Burgess Meredith does pass away in the movie and it's part of the story. Um, but yeah, it happens in the movie and it is one of those things where you're like, that's kind of why, I mean, uh, some of the podcasts I've been listening to, I'm not sure if it was on decoding reality or another one I listened to is called bachelor party. But when they talk about the golden bachelor, they're like, it's just so much different because when you are that age, like death is a daily part of your yeah. life, which maybe it is always, but I, I don't think that we at our age are thinking about it as much, you know, like. Like these people every day or almost every day, it's like someone Someone that I have known is dead today. Or, you know, most of the people that I've known are already dead or something like that, you know? So that is how you form 
you know, these connections so much quicker than younger people. And um, uh, just kind of a reality of being that old, I guess. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I went to go look, uh, I went to go look up grump your old men soundboard, you know, for this. And there was yeah. a soundboard and it had only one clip. And it was a clip of Jack Lemon being like, Hey pop, pop, you there pop. <laughs> and then the sad, mu- the sad music. And then it's like, I guess God did remember you, Pop. And I'm like, why would someone want this as a sound clip? <laughs> I did think, though, that he actually did a really good job that like, was with a, that scene. Yeah. yeah. It was, was a good very scene. Emotional. And it, I and mean, cried for real. I kind of figured it was going to happen because it's like you get to a point in the movie where, like, everyone's pissed at each other. They're all mad. They're all about ready to kill everybody. And you're like, what's going to bring everyone back together other than a, a, a death or something? Well, and to their credit, there was, like, no discussion of, like, Hey, my dad died. Can you stop? Our, you know, like they just, he finds out he dies and then it literally cuts straight to the funeral and every single person is there, even though no one was getting along or speaking to each other right. like previously. So, and you find that like the event, you know, it's not like at the funeral, they're all like, I love you. Uh, but they're, they're kind of like reverential, reverential at the funeral. Uh, and then, um, you just find that it kind of like, you know, um, it, it it kind of uh, opens up everyone's hearts a little bit, I think, because then you know finally like Walter Matho, like they they kind of have a heart to heart, and they're like, it's fine, we'll, we'll be okay. <laughs> let's right. get let's get drunk. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, at some point, I don't even know. Like, I mean, it doesn't even make sense in the movie why Sophia Loren's character suddenly is like, I really like uh, you know Max Goldman. Oh my God, he's just so. Um, what does she, she likes his, like, uh, his attitude or something. Yeah, I think it's like she thinks he's cute. And, yeah, it's a movie. But, you know, he is the only one that is single at this point. There really are. There's no one else hitting on her this time. They're definitely not fighting over her at any point. Um, because Jack Lemon having been married. And um, the only thing is, like, I do think that she actually was a more, even though it's still preposterous for her to fall in love with this guy, she was more of a character than Anne Margaret got to be in the first movie, I think. And like, um, Anne Margaret was got even way more short tripped in this movie. Like she had absolutely nothing to do. Uh, yeah. And so this feel character is a better character, I think, uh, because yeah, she's trying to start her business. She's taking care of her mom and she's kind of this thing where it's like, yeah, I had all these husbands and they were all hot and cool. So maybe now I'm going to go for this normal <laughs> guy. They were all hot and cool, but didn't make her happy. Yeah, that's right. They all, they all got ditched. Um, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, it's like Anne Margaret's character in the first one was supposed to be like this mystery woman. Oh my God, what is it? So like we never really got much into her head. Yeah. And she was always just doing crazy things. So Yeah, know, she like, was a manic pixie dream yeah. old lady like we talked about. Yeah. But Sophia Loren is not, she's like the workaholic type character in this yeah, and situation. It, and it is like do something for yourself. Somewhat interesting to hear like about how, yeah, how she has struggled with her relationships in the past and how that you know, leads to some tension where she just doesn't show up to some dates with uh, Max out of nowhere and kind of starts to blow him off and, and how that all comes ahead. But yeah, I did like Because her mom's bullying her. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I talked about how her mom is only uh, six years older than her, but um, this actress, Anne Morgan Gilbert, like I didn't even recognize her, but she's like the grandma and the nanny. Like, Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, oh, I guess I could see it, but without the like gigantic hair, you're like, oh, I don't know, like, yeah. So. <laughs> Interesting. 
Yeah. It is, um, you know, uh, it, it is funny that, uh, yeah, Anne Margaret has like pretty much nothing to do in here, but nothing. I did think that she had like the funniest moment and line in the, in the movie that actually made me laugh. Um, there's a moment where like, uh, Sophia Loren is like, so her character is so upset about everything that those guys have been doing, trying to like get her to, you know, give up this idea of a restaurante at the, uh, the bait shop, um, that she gets like super dressed up in this like red outfit with, you know, everything showing basically just to try to go like, you know, melt their brains, their male brains or whatever at the, at the bar. Um, and she comes out like feeling bad about like how she dressed up. And I, there's this exchange with Anne Margaret when she's outside that I thought was pretty funny. I look like a, a slut, but a nice slut. <laughs> Just the way she says it. <laughs> a pre Mean Girls slut. Yeah. so funny. That was yeah, the only but time. Still, I like, absolutely no. Uh, well, I guess. You could call that Bechtel test passing, but the only reason they interact is to argue because, which is, that is what is really preposterous and makes me think that Ed Margaret's character is a freaking idiot because <laughs> he goes there to like apologize. Jack Lemon goes there to apologize. He has too much wine and he falls asleep as an old man would probably do. Yep. And they just put a blanket on him and they let him sleep like in the restaurant. And then she comes rolling in in the morning, like getting all mad. And there's all these things set up. So it looks bad. Like he's got lipstick on his face because she kissed him on the cheek and he's naked because he took a shower or whatever. It's so stupid. So I'm like, dude, Anna Margaret, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Like, who, do, who do you think your husband is? Like some like super yeah. hot dude that's going to be like, <laughs> yeah. Macking on all the ladies in town. I don't think it's so. it's sitcom logic throughout this whole thing that runs from bit to bit where like even like the movie ignores the emotional beats that it sets up moments before. Yeah. So true. So true. Um, well, I think, you know, uh, at this point, we may as well get to the Oktoberfest of it all where we start to kind of like <laughs> we start well, to... there is one thing I want to mention earlier that we forgot to talk oh, about yeah, was um, this kind of like montage checking in uh, with everybody to see what they were up to where um, Burgess Meredith is singing to the little girl, like dream a little dream. I mm-hmm. thought that was actually like really nice. Cause he's like singing it like a grandpa would, you know, like, and, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. it was very sweet. Um, but yeah, let me do the child star check-in because I have no other reason to talk yes. about this girl because she's also barely in this movie. But um, yeah, so this girl, Katie Sagona, played this character, Allie, in both movies. Like, oh, wow. it, it's the rare case where they actually bothered to get back uh, the same girl. Um, and so also she's got like a pretty... Uh, original name so it was so easy to find her and she has a whole website (laughs) and uh let me just like read her bio because it's written amazingly so bio on her website artist actor threat hunter tech policy advocate Catherine has traveled internationally for her cybersecurity work, training international law enforcement on emerging tech. Her art curation on modern malware appeared at one of the world's largest hacker cons. She's president emeritus of the Manhattan Young Democrats. And if you find her, she'll be on Twitch, speaking at a con or enjoying a cold glass of sake in a dive bar. (laughs) Wow. So she went on to have quite the interesting life. 
Yeah, it looks like she's still doing acting here and there, but she's primarily involved in the cybersecurity uh, stuff and politics, which I was like, young Manhattan Democrats, like, she probably is, like, friends with AOC or something. Yeah, seriously. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. Oh, and she was also, you know, before she grew up, she was in Donnie Brasco and You've Got Mail. Oh, okay. So. You've Got Mail, classic. She had mail. <laughs> she... um, director is this no no wrong mm-hmm. ignore me yeah I don't, I don't think so um so yeah that was the earlier thing so yes uh at some we we daryl hannah and um kevin pollock are engaged then they break up over something uh at oktoberfest so they, yeah they're at the oktoberfest to hear the polka band right yeah, they're they're there to hear the Pokemon do the big uh, announcement of like that you know they're gonna be the wedding band for your wedding. Oh my god, no way. Uh, yeah, and so as as you may know, I have been to the real Oktoberfest in mm-hmm. Munich, in Germany, and first of all, it's not in October; <laughs> it's in it's September. <laughs> But in America, people celebrate it in October. It has the word October in it. It does have the word October in it, yes. Um, And the other thing is that in America, everyone thinks that the chicken dance is the main event of Oktoberfest. But in Germany, they do not do the chicken dance at all. <laughs> That's yeah. I'm not surprised by that <laughs> at all, like ever. And they have other dances with like hand movements and sing along things that are like way more complicated than the chicken dance. Like if you go to Oktoberfest, the real one, you'll be like, oh, you know, like they'll have songs that everybody knows. Like yeah. especially if you go at night, they just play like you know pop music. But during the daytime and like when they do the traditional stuff, like you want to get involved, but you're like, ah, I'm too intimidated. The, the hand movements are so like, you know, it's like I'm swimming and now I'm running and now I'm climbing. And it, it's just like, there's all sorts of hand movements. It's like a really complicated camp song kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of my main feedback on the, the chicken dance. Fest. The chicken dance just seems like so Midwest to me. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, "Oh, it originated." In I'm sure. Yeah, Minnesota I mean, I've heard from people who go to the Oktoberfest here in Southern California that they do the chicken dance there as well. It's like a big thing, and then also beer drinking contests. Mm-hmm. They never have a contest in the German one that I've seen. Like, it's like everyone's just drinking their own beers at their own pace. There's never any, like, chugging or ridiculousness. And then, yeah, no chicken dance. Yeah. But lots of delicious chicken. Mm, I need to go someday. I, don't, I mean, I don't Yes. Know. At this point, I don't know if I will, but I would love to. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the, the polka band is the last straw for Melanie. She can't handle it anymore. She wanted to plan her own wedding, and now it's got so effed up, she doesn't even know if she wants to get married at all. And it kind of blows up, and her and Jacob are uh, on ice for the moment. And that kind of leads us into the um, renewed... There's a, there's a renewed rivalry. We come out of that scene where, like, where like uh, Jack Lemmon's character, Walter Mather, are like, I'm going to kill you again. And there's, there's a whole another s- sequence of pranks like a whole nother prank sequence where we got the 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 naked video in the in the a naked video was horrible because <laughs> that's the fact rough. that he even made that video in the first place was like <laughs> yeah. disturbing. 
Yeah. And it happens I mean, so that, far earlier in the film that you're like, and you just see him filming it and you're like, why? And they never come back. They're like, why? How did he, he know film? they were going to fight? Yeah. Why like, is he filming this? I don't know. It's just weird. That that gets into some of the toxic bullshit that's happening in this movie where it's like they've been together for six months and there's this whole narrative where like Jack Lemon's gone soft and like he needs to like his wife's controlling his life type of thing. <laughs> and it's just like, really? fine like, like he's he's a he's a doddering old man she is 20 years younger let him run his life yeah seriously <laughs> like that is a good thing mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got nothing uh, well also we see throughout do. that walter matthau's house and life are horrible are miserable he's eating, like yeah. rotten food and there's like garbage everywhere and it's Ugh, a nightmare the milk thing was gross so gross yeah and uh, we were, you know, we were joking about the sculpture that uh, Anne Margaret did of her husband uh, before, and like it was kind of, I mean, not that I want the callback or in the we could talk about the scale of the statues, certainly, uh, but like you know, it's the thing that she does, and like there's a part of it that's like, yeah, that's nice. Sure, it appeared to be a completely different art style. Though. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, like this was a very like you know. Uh... Unless her former husband was a homunculus, and... <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> was in fact nine feet tall. <laughs> uh... Uh... Which they also show that he's watching that Walter Matthau is watching like Jerry Springer. It about was Geraldo, about thank you very much. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and he, it, Geraldo actually like did his own cameo for this. It said, yeah. it, it said it was planned by himself. Yeah. yeah. And then Walter Matthau's like, ooh, lesbians. Ooh, Which I can't believe. Lesbians, yummy. Uh. <laughs> he says yummy. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yummy. I'm going to puke. Ugh. Awful. Doesn't he have an argument with his son about whether or not he's seen a lesbian before? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then he says, "I saw it on Geraldo." I've seen a lesbian. Like what? What is happening in this movie? Nothing good. Oh boy. Um. Well, like the 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 pranks all escalate to the point where um, Walter Matthau's character buys a dog, uh, to kind of chase um lucky ch- chase the slick. The cat around and was that cat in the first movie? No, I don't think okay. so. And also, the most well trained cat on the planet. Yeah, yeah, pretty impressive. Jumping all like the, the there were some shots of the the camera like chasing the cat. That yeah. I was like, wow, all right. So it's possible. Hold on. So there's there's an audience review that I wanted to bring up here, and I think Slick <laughs> might be one of the answers. So that's oh. why I think it's a timely time to bring it up. Okay. Uh, it says uh, it was an audience review uh, that says it was all right. They could have put more thought into the script and dialogue. It had that hurried get through and get her done feeling about it. Get her A done. great waste of six amazing cinema icons and their talents. Who are who? So <laughs> I think that the the four are, are, are easy. We got Jack Lemon, Walter Matthau, Sophia Loren, and Margaret Burgess Meredith. Who's the sixth? Daryl Hannah, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Unless they're talking about the director or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> he did direct uh, Pretty in Pink, which is like a pretty sure. big movie. Sure. He's now he's now currently directing episodes of Will Trent. Will really? Trent? Will Trent. What? Exactly. <laughs> will Trent do another season? Yeah. What will he do? I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Something it's probably Joe Hanna, but I did. I do think that that is a very subtle burn on Kevin Pollak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's rough. Sad. It wasn't us that said it. It was anonymous viewer. It was <laughs> sad. <laughs> anonymous viewer. <laughs> oh boy. So not slick. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, the dog and cat thing is part of it, but like, okay. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I only brought up the dog because you know it comes back towards the end. But uh... but the cat, the prank that the cat that he pulls with the cat, putting it in the car with the leather interior, I feel like that's way worse than just getting the dog to like chase the cat. It is, I guess. But the dog thing ended up being worse because it like broke, you know, artwork and stuff. Right, right, right. One of a kind things where the. But then like, he did. Uh, to his credit, he kept the dog and loved it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So let's see. That brings us to um, the end, towards the end of the movie, I guess. We already, yeah. talk, we already talked about the one. Funeral. Yeah, go, sorry. Go one it. fun cameo. The other movie had Buck Henry as the IRS agent, and this movie has the dad from ALF as the health inspector. Oh, right. That's no, right. I never watched ALF. I was wondering because I saw him and I was like, who is that guy? He looks so familiar. I forgot about Elf. That's it. Um, <laughs> oh, I do want to. Um, so when they have, I think it's all the same date, like their good date where they actually do end up uh, having sex. I think it's either before or after the date. He sings like West Side Story. <laughs> he oh, sings yeah. like his own version of Maria where he's like, suddenly I see she's not the bitch I thought she'd be. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good lyric rewrite though you know like okay i know the, i was like wow they, they agreed to let them change the lyrics okay yeah right. and also he shows up with a box wine of franzia which <laughs> by the way has not changed their box in 20 years because it still looks exactly like that i'm I pretty know, sure yeah. uh when you go to the grocery store um and uh she you know, to her credit, she just like drinks it and acts like it's so funny and hilarious. Like, I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. She just goes, I thought for sure. She's going to be like, what the fuck? This is so yeah. like, We have a, a million amazing bottles of wine. here. Yeah. Um, I love that. She was just like, Oh wow. Did people like, uh, in college, like slap the bag with those box wines? Or is that a thing that was like only at USC? I only recall hearing that from people USC people around you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, inside the box of wine, it's actually just a big bag. But, yeah, you take the bag out of the box and you, like, hold it up. And then for some reason, you have to slap the bag as hard as you can and then drink the wine. I don't know where this came from. I never slapped the bag, although <laughs> I was known to have uh, a sunset blush uh, from a bag of sunset oh. blush from, from time to time amongst friends. So. But you didn't drink it like smack, smack. Go. We didn't smack it. There was a time where we were descending the curved escalators at uh, Caesar's Palace at the new form shop expansion, and we were just waterfalling and drinking out of the thing. And a security guard came up to us and he was like, what do you think you're doing? And I very wisely said, leaving. Ah, there you go. Nice. Yeah, the slapping the bag makes no sense because it doesn't like make it harder for you to drink it or easier for you to drink it. Like just all it, does is it makes it harder for the person good. holding the bag. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's a play on holding the bag. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds dumb is what it sounds like. A bunch well, of- and also <laughs> if you miss the bag and you slap someone in the face very hard, that was like a, what always happened um, more often than not. But um, anyway, <laughs> that's, that's what I think of when I see a box of Franzia. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, and there also was one point after he does the stay in alive thing, uh, you know, because you got to have a little dance after you, the day after you uh, have sex with a lady, I guess. That's yeah. canon in these movies. Yeah. Um, he did a throw of the trash into the trash bag like that. And it, I was like, that's incredible. I was like, how many times did he have to do that? I was and like, then, that trash is taped into that bag. So it doesn't yeah, fall out. They, however they did it, they like weighted it or whatever. It looked great. And then like later he like falls over doing something simple. So I was like, oh, this is really You're funny. Like, oh shit. Walter Matthau is in an okay go video. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great throw. So yeah, that's pretty much all I want to talk about. I mean, that is pretty much it. We they kind of do the marriage, like the same ending. Yes, again. right. They try it's to a, like twist do ending a, a marriage, twist like, ending. a whole switcheroo, surprise marriage. Uh, yeah, to the point where I was like, actually, like, wait, what? <laughs> I was so confused. Well, yeah. I, I, look, I wouldn't say that I was paying. <laughs> fierce attention to this movie i think i closed my <laughs> eyes for two seconds and i was like wait so feel lorenz in a wedding dress what happened i thought it was clearly jacob and melanie's wedding yep. yeah even when she walks down the aisle i was like oh progressive pink wedding dress nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like i guess they did a good job on that one or a confusing job i don't know confusing job yeah it was just like that's the same thing we did and so they, yeah they, they do the whole misdirect because we have this whole distraction where they're late to the wedding and it seems like he's late to his own son oh my god that was so horrible because they're looking for catfish hunter they pull over for the fish and it's actually worse that he's late for his own yes wedding. <laughs> I was, that's why i was like oh my god that makes that so much worse like what the fuck guy uh and then they kind of shrug it off with kevin pollock gets up to daryl hannah he's like aren't you glad we eloped Oh God, I totally missed that. I thought yeah. they had just decided to wait. No. What did yeah. you, there was, a, there was a line in the movie Elis that I was like, I wonder what Elis thought of that one. When the two, when, when Max and John were like, you know, reminiscing and like patching things up uh, while getting drunk or whatever, mm-hmm. they were just like, Jacob, I love J- Jacob. So great. And oh yeah, Millions is so great. And, and Someone, one of them says, like, yeah, Jacob, like, really deserves someone awesome. And then, like, Jack Lemmon says, Jacob deserves Melanie. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, bro, what if she just doesn't want to get married anymore? Yeah. Like, right. You just you can't be like, he deserves her. He no, deserves one, her. no one deserves anything. Let's just be clear. But, yeah, yeah it was weird. Yeah, I thought that was odd. But uh, everyone ends up happily ever after. Uh they pull the same prank in the end where there's like something smelly in the car on the way yep. home, but it's the dog that they love. Yep. Somehow, uh, Jack lemon was still able to be late to the wedding and sneak a dog. into. The- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where was the dog this whole time? Someone He's else helped him with this. Yeah. I don't know. Crafty. And, uh, <sighs> we go into the end credits with the, with more bloopers. And they're all, again, pretty much Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith just making dick jokes. Now, was there anything at the very end like there was last time? Because my thing, like, cut off and it wouldn't let me, like, play the last, like. I don't know. I don't think I made it to the end. I didn't make it that far. It was like, this is not available and, like, wouldn't play the last, like, 30 seconds of the credits or something. So I don't yeah, know if I didn't want to rewind thing. it because I was worried, like, that I would have to watch more commercials. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. 
Um, man, grumpier old men. Basically the same movie, but this time in the, in the springtime, Max gets a girl. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's about it. And Margaret gets sidelined. Yeah, it's pretty bad. We will say uh, before we get into like the 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 uh, rating system and all that stuff, we we do have something that we discovered last week. Eliz discovered this yes. in oh between so, something I'm we super excited something we forgot to talk about. Right while I was looking for the poster of the first movie <gasps> to for us to post on Instagram, uh, I came across a shocking uh, revelation that I could not believe Justin and I had missed. Um, this is that there is a full-blown grumpy old men the musical what? that was performed at La Mirada here in Southern California, a theater that I often go to for some reason, as well as uh, somewhere in on the East Coast. Uh, I think written they were hoping. Sick and Paul? No. <laughs> <laughs> if it was written by Basic and Paul, I would die. Um, but yeah, Justin and I were like freaking out. And yeah, Justin, did you look into any of it? It could have been it could have been one of your uh, last pre-pandemic fun things because it was in 2019 when it was. God, I wish I had seen that instead of uh, Escape from Margaritaville. They had some. <laughs> they have like a. So if you, if you do want to check it out for whatever reason, there is like a full. There's a full version of like some community theater version of it, it on YouTube to watch. I'm yeah. looking at it. Um, but there is actually for the La Mirada show, there is a, a, a really nice like promo trailer kind of package thing where you can see some really well produced clips and there's cool stuff. Like they have a, they have like a snow, uh, 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 what the hell is that called? Snowmobile. Snowmobile. I kept wanting to say jet ski. There's like, <laughs> they have a snowmobile on stage and everything. Yeah. And there's some major recognizable stars in, in this production. They had Ken page playing Chuck. I don't know if he has his own song or what. Uh, they also had Kathy Rigby playing. I think she looked like she was playing like the grocery lady at the ice. Fishing. No, she, yeah, she was playing the ice fishing <sighs> lady. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I didn't recognize the other people, uh, John Rubenstein and John, uh, Chuck were playing uh, John and Max respectively. Yeah, but it seemed like Chuck definitely gets his own number because I saw a clip of him singing about how she was an angel. Uh, I mean, there's no way that you hire Ken Page and not have him like sing a song. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, but the the you can't like go and like listen to the soundtrack on Spotify or anything. It's mm-hmm. not out. But it looks like it's still being performed like by community theater groups. Yeah, I mean you can still license it. It's uh, maybe we should uh, convince the uh, the church that we play bells at to perform this musical. <laughs> it's <Because> uh, <coughs> even just from the clip, there are more people in like the opening number than there are in both of these movies entirely. There's so many people in the chorus. Yeah, it looks like honestly, like most of the film looks to take place at the bait shop. <laughs> Sorry, most of the musical looks to take place at the bait shop and the ice fishing houses, and then kind of like the outside the the front doors of the two main characters' uh, houses. Those are the sets that I'm seeing when I look through here. I was trying to look up like the song titles, but I haven't seen those because that would be great. But hey, if you want to take out two hours of your life or so and watch Grumpy Old Men, the musical, you can. So there you go. Or if you want us to do it, let us know if you want that bonus episode. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, I I would do it. I mean, <laughs> I'd do it. Okay, so here I found the the I'm on theatrical rights worldwide, theatricalrights.com, so you can look up well, all the information. Um, there's here there there's apparently 16 songs in the musical, and here is the titles. They're not like super funny or anything, but just so you can know. Uh, the first one is Wabasha. Wow. Okay. Number two, Way to Go. Uh, then Heat Wave. Okay. Maybe they. I wonder if they license the song or if it's like just a um, random song called Heat Wave. Um, I like the way things are. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is called When No One's Around. Okay. Number six is called Your Own Home. Number seven, Life is All About Living. <laughs> and then there's one called Parents and Paradise. I don't know what the fuck that would be about. There's one called Snyder Comes Along. The Snyder Cut. <laughs> the Snyder Cut. <laughs> There's one called An Angel. Uh, another one called Opportunity Knocks. And then there's In Like Flynn Part 1 and In Like Flynn Part 2. Who's Flynn? I, I don't know. It just might be the turn of phrase, In Like Flynn. Oh. Um, and uh, the next one after that is The Mirror Lies. Okay. Uh, 15 is family or friend, which is like a callback to the, you know, like when he goes to the hospital. Oh my God. (laughs) Are you family or friend? Um, And uh, the last song is called best man. Okay. And then I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a Wabasha reprise or something. (laughs) Um, But uh, that's hilarious. I actually wanted to watch it. I just didn't have time. So there, we made up for forgetting to uh, mention it last week for you guys. Yes, we did. That's right. Um, Also, I want to mention that apparently, I don't know if this is true, it was on the fun facts of Wikipedia that they were actually planning to do grumpiest old men. Um, But then it got delayed and then I think one of them died then. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's still out there, Hollywood. It's, or uh, they decided just not to do it. I guess. If you're looking for low hanging fruit, yeah. So yeah, wait. It was this was already ninety seven. Seven, we said, or yeah, yeah. So ninety seven. It was this one was ninety five, but it, oh ninety five. There is a so like the Wikipedia links to a, a Variety article from nineteen ninety seven called Touchstone on Trial. That's all about Touchstone's pictures developing love on trial. With Howard Deutsch to uh, attach to direct, and li- further down in the uh, article, it says director Deutsch and Johnson, the writer, <coughs> excuse me, the writer of Grumpy Old Men and the sequel Grumpier Old Men are attached for the third called Grumpiest. Okay, yeah. So, so Walter Matthau died in two thousand, and Jack Lemmon died in two thousand one. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, so we didn't get a Grumpiest Old Men, but hey. This, uh, you know, I don't know. They could come back and make another one. <laughs> oh, my God. I totally forgot to prepare all my different racial uh, options that I was going to oh, do. Oh, right. So, uh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. No. We don't have time to add it. Um, I, um, I don't know. I don't know if they'll. I don't know. But if this email is us your ideas. Yeah. I don't know if this is something they'll come back to. Keith, David, and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> there, you, there you go. <laughs> That'd be fun. Edward um, James Olmos and I don't know Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then George George Takei and oh, who's the other Asian and an older Asian man we can have? Hmm. How old is Ken Watanabe? 
not as old as George Takei, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could be the Jack Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, probably the age, uh, Lucy Liu is probably this age of Ed Margaret. That's probably it the was. Same. Yeah, you're right. Oh, <laughs> probably the same. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, they don't. They don't need to bring this one back. I don't. I, don't, I think we're good. Yeah. I think we're good. I, I think someone probably will try at some point, but because, like I said, every everything com- comes back around at some point. Coming to Paramount Plus. <laughs> Grumpiest old man. Old men. <laughs> Corpses need love too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So Tyler, what's the what would you do for the rating system for this? Oh one? boy. Oh boy. Uh. How? Oh wait. Hold on. Uh, Elis, did you notice the how lazy Alan Silvestri was in this movie this time around? Um, not, I mean, it was pretty much just like the same from the first movie, right? It was, it was like yeah. the same yeah. exact themes and everything. Yeah, nothing new. Um, okay. Uh, I would say how oh boy, I, this is the thing that's coming to mind, and I apologize for it. How many televisions showing Jack Lemon's naked body would you give? I think there were zeniths. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, how, many, how many quality Zenith televisions displaying Jack Lemon's naked body would you give grumpier old men? Um, uh, I, I will give it four, which I think is the same as what I eventually ended up with last yeah. week. Because even though I it's do the think, same movie. Yeah, I think that <laughs> the the, the um character Maria was a vast improvement over Ariel in either movie. Yep. And so I think that that was a lot better written, like maybe to get in order to get Sophia Loren to do this or like, okay, we're going to write you like this meaty, uh, no uh, Italian food pun <laughs> uh, role or, you know, for this lady and she's independent and she's hot and she's cool, you know, like and she's not just, you know, there to be the woman, but yeah. Um, she's so not fat was, as he says in the movie right I, I think that was much much better however I just think that like the the gags and the jokes and the rivalry was uh, way lamer and contrived because they're not even really like fighting for real and it just it felt really um, strange but I do think that she was better and I think the stuff with um, the dad dying was better uh, even more affecting than when uh, Chuck died in the first movie. Um, uh, anyways, but yeah, so that's why I really just come out in the same place. Yeah, I think I'm going to go down uh, to mercifully. There's only three TVs. There's only three Zenith TVs that are airing <laughs> naked Jack Lemmon footage. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, yeah, you know, it, it is almost the exact same movie. And I think that is why I was more bored <laughs> watching it. Because it's like, okay, this is the same thing. And it's like a little bit less funny. Um, I, which it, it already wasn't that funny the first time around, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate the same things about like Sophia Loren's character having a little bit more to do and, and, and more depth than, um, the last film, but I just feel like it's still just like not that interesting. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just really not buying that these women are falling in love with these guys. And then, yeah, it's like, it's weird to have them go through the whole first movie and be in a good space. And then they have to come up with these like convoluted reasons, like arguing over the wedding or whatever, like their kids break up. And that's why the rivalry is back on. It's like, 
you know, it's it's just kind of like it's weird sitcom to like, logic. Yeah, it's weird to kind of like reset them that way or go out of their way to come up with a reason why they might be fighting again. So just a little bit less interesting. And there's just so many repeated gags that I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure all the the dads and old people out there love this movie too. But I You're honestly, I yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I meant older than me. I honestly yeah. was thinking about this movie and I was like, I think one of the reasons why I had maybe seen it previously or was aware of it is because I feel like I used it one time, like when I was either at my grandparents or something as like a reason to be like, Hey, there's a sequel to grumpy old men out. Like we can go to the video store and rent it. And then I can maybe also rent something else for me. Um, <laughs> I, I've like, I've really remember being like, we got to watch grumpy old men, you guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause I feel like my dad liked it or maybe my grandpa or something. Yeah. It's like someone, you must've been like less than 10 years old. Right. It was 95. You were 10. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I can't believe you can go as a kid. You get excited about that stuff. Yeah. But you can go to the, the movie store and like rent like kids movies or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. But I don't ever remember trying to trick my parents by being like this movie that you'll like, like it was just kind of like, I want to go get this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I definitely did that. I feel like that's what mm-hmm. happened there. But Justin was trying to rent the Page Master. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> dude. Love it. Love it. The Pizza Hut uh, yeah. promotion for Page Master. Tyler, what about you? Uh, you, I am split between the both of you because I agree with everything that you said, Justin, and I agree with everything that Elis said there. I think that there are better emotional beats in this, but I do think that it is a retread with diminishing returns of the first movie that I enjoyed less. Um, but I will, I, I'm going to go with four. I'm going to go with four Zena televisions with, uh, uh, Jack lemon's naked body displayed upon them because yeah, I agree with Elis's logic there that although it is the exact same movie, there are some better emotional beats. And although it's not as funny, um, severe Le- Lorenz character is, uh, at least not a full three dimensional person, but more than the one dimensional and Margaret in the first movie. Look, you don't have to explain. We all know you really just wanted to have one more TV of Jack lemon playing. <laughs> in your room. We get it. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> I want 360. Yeah. You gave me a scale of 10. I want no matter more. where, no matter where I look, <laughs> put it up uh, on the sphere. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored sphere that would be an incredible uh, promotion for our podcast. If you did. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be uh, <laughs> boy. Oh God. All right. All right. Well, you know what? That's, you know, going to bring us to the end of the grumpy old men series. Only two. And uh, this one was somehow a Halloween movie. So there you go. <laughs> we went backwards in holidays. <laughs> we went backwards. They, they stopped just short of Thanksgiving. <laughs> it was right there in front of them. They could have ended they with could, a yep. nice Thanksgiving dinner and they did not, they, they could not pull going. that out for us. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's coming out. Um, you know, this will be out pretty quick here. And then we have, I think one more episode probably for you guys. Uh, this, this year, 2023, uh, we'll be coming back, um, in a couple weeks here to discuss the full second season of the Santa Clauses currently airing on Disney plus. 
Brand new so season. Get watching. Catch yeah. up now. That's right. I think it's only six episodes or something. Um, they're sh- they're only thirty minutes, right? They're not yeah, they're really, they're really short. It's like yeah. sitcom length. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even started yet, so I have me no neither. Oh, no okay. comment. I've watched some. No comments for me, but I have watched. I've I didn't finish some. the first season. Oh boy! Yeah. Well, you might want to. I'm trying Wants to watch strong. Is there an episode of Santa Claus's Legends that he can watch to catch up quickly? <laughs> The legend continues in the legend continues. Uh, I mean, you might want like, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but it kind of, it kind of picks right up. So yeah, you should maybe watch the last season. It's really fast, Tyler. It goes fast. It goes fast. It goes fast. Um, But yeah, so we'll be talking about the full season two. I mean, there's probably a recap. Yeah, there's probably a recap. I'll just give Tim a call. I saw him at the fish dish. Ask him what by happened. By the Burbank airport. I'll oh, ask him. There you go. But yeah, Come we'll on, be back. Ju- in- Juliet is in every episode. That's true. Fair enough. That's yes. true. Um, but yeah, we will uh we'll be back in a couple weeks talking about that. But in the meantime, uh, where can people reach out? Yeah, we're we're starting to think seriously about things for next year. So That's make right. sure to email us. Uh sequel rights at uh, gmail.com and let us know uh, what you want to see next year and continue to email us uh, grumpy old men casting possibilities or grumpy <laughs> old people or you know whatever That's right. um, and uh, I don't know if, if there are any good ones maybe we'll read them next week <laughs> yeah. we'll also do golden bachelor finale check yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know Tyler for no wants reason. to know yeah I want to know. I I, yes. I, I am happy to play uh, the straight man and uh, know nothing uh, yes. to, to ask those interview questions. Great yep, um, yep, yep. okay. review wherever you're listening. Uh, share out your favorite episodes. Uh, speaking of Juliet, I just want to do a random shout out to the Who Me podcast uh, starring the Batman. Uh, there's a great uh, episode with Michael Giacchino where there's lots of lost talk uh, mm. that I can't recommend enough. It is delightful. It is behind a paywall, but well worth your time if you enjoy giving shout outs as much as i do please do one for our show uh wherever you can we'd highly appreciate it that's right all right well thanks for being here we'll see you guys in a couple weeks uh to talk the santa clauses season two on disney plus i'll be glad when you're dead you rascal you i'll be glad when you're dead you rascal you know you've done me wrong you stole my wife and gone i'll be glad when you're dead you rascal you talk about him jordan talk about it i'm gonna kill you just for fun you rascal you i'm gonna kill you just for fun you rascal you i'm gonna kill you just for fun the bugs can have you when i'm done i'll be glad when you're dead you rascal you ah let me talk about him a while you asked my wife for some cabbage, you dog. I said you asked my wife for some cabbage, you old rascal. You asked my wife for some cabbage, and you ate just like a savage, you old rascal. <laughs> now there ain't no use to you running, you old rascal, you run, such. There ain't no use to him running, you rascal, you catch up with it, catch up with it. Ain't no use to you to run, cause I done went to the pawn shop and got my gun. You've messed with my wife, you rascal, you. Yes, you messed with my wife, you rascal.
talk about them again. <laughs>